Good morning. I'm Pastor Ray Vigil, and welcome to worship at New Horizon. This beautiful, wonderful morning. I know you're all saying, well, where we're at, it's raining, um, and it's raining. Um, but uh, that is a day of blessing. If you're in Bethlehem, where Jesus is born, in Bethlehem, and it's a rainy day, it's considered a day of blessing to have water and, and God's blessing you in, in that way. So welcome to this day of blessing as we worship together and, uh, and share together. And welcome to this week of blessing as we have wonderful opportunities for worship all week long. Um, a, a little later today at 1030, those of you who are, who are here, you get an opportunity to do a double because uh, the, our music ministry will be doing a cantata at uh, 1030. And that will also be on, on live streamed also. So the beautiful music uh, of a cantata uh, just uh, at our second service this morning. This Friday evening at uh, 5.30, uh, that's Christmas Eve, and we'll have a candlelight and communion service here um, and, and share that together. A beautiful time to uh, come out or join us in any way that you can and be a part of worship on Christmas Eve. Uh, and also a reminder that our worship for the next two Sundays will be at 10 o'clock, just one worship service uh, each week, um, live uh, on live streamed, in person, however you want to do it, but we'll be sharing in worship the next two Sundays as we go through the Christmas season with, uh, with one worship service at, at 10 o'clock. But this morning, on a day of blessing, we come together to give our praise to God. So let us uh, lift our voices together as we sing and share in this wonderful season. Lord, we thank you for a wonderful day. We thank you, God, for your reign. We thank you for your presence, most of all. Lord, we ask that as we come into your presence, Lord, with singing and thanksgiving and praise, Lord, it will be lifted high. And Lord, your name will be glorified in heaven. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
morning. You may be seated. As we come to our time for pegs, this is how we live out our, our faith with prayer, engage, give, and serve. And so we want to pray, engage, and give, and serve uh, together. As we, uh, as we pray today, we, uh, we want to lift up, if, if you've noticed, uh, our drummer's not here. Um, we want to remember uh, PJ. He's, uh, he's in, uh, in the hospital right now. I offered to uh, sit in this morning, and Mr. Michael said, absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> absolutely not. But, uh, but we do want to lift up uh, PJ in, in, our, in our prayers. And also in our prayers, I hope that you'll, you'll remember those who have been affected um, by the storms that have uh, gone through part of our, our country. Um, know that we are responding, and one of the ways that you can give is you give through the church, and you just market tornadoes, or you market uh, UMCOR, United Methodist Committee on Relief, um, and we'll be sure that that money goes directly to that through our United Methodist uh, denomination. We are very blessed in that way. In fact, our, uh, our annual conference here in Florida has designated today to be a special offering day for those, uh, those victims, and so we want to be sure that that money goes towards uh, that. And your usual giving, your online giving, your end-of-year giving, um, I, we encourage you to do that today. As you're coming and going, you'll find baskets if you're here. And, of course, you can always engage us online and, uh, and do your giving that way. In fact, if you set up a recurring giving, we are getting a little matching uh, money for that um, from, uh, from the system. And so if you set up a recurring giving to give on a weekly or monthly basis, that actually can help uh, add even a little bit more during this holiday season. So thank you, and I encourage you to give and, uh, and pray and engage and serve in ways that you can to make a difference in our community and in our world. Let me invite Pastor Peyton now, to, I mean Pastor Lisa, to come and pray for us. Pastor Peyton will be sharing a message with us in a minute, but Pastor Lisa is going to pray with us. It's like we're twins. It's hard to tell us apart. I know. It's okay. It's okay. All right. So I'm Pastor Lisa, and if you'll bow your heads and join for this morning's prayer. Oh, God, we have the best intentions to spend daily time with you, but we confess we fall short of this simple goal. The busyness of our days pushes us to check off items on our list of things to do, and before we know it, we're at the day's end and our time with you has melted away. We admit we move quickly from house to car to work to market to class to home, and in all that time, we have not noticed one beautiful blessing in the world you have created for us. We realize we do not take time to breathe in the calming assurance of your presence. So this morning, Lord, wake us up and turn us around. Grant us the courage to step outside of our usual patterns and create for ourselves a sacred space beginning here and now to regroup and rearrange our priorities. Grant us the wisdom to know that spending time in quiet with you enables us to give ourselves more completely to the task at hand and to those whom we love. Lord, how can we not see that creating a sacred space is a gift that we give ourselves? Nudge us to move beyond intentions in the days to come to the action of making a place for no action with Christ our Lord, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, 
on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. known as Pastor Peyton. Everybody chuckles, but the children in the preschool confuse us sometimes. I've even been called Pastor Rafe. <laughs> Pastor Lisa, your prayer this morning was absolutely perfect. I don't know about you, but I find myself in this time and in this season getting caught up in the busyness of the world and 
realizing that I'm not taking the time to breathe and to rest in the presence of what we're waiting for. So thank you very much for that this morning. So um, our scripture this morning comes from the Gospel of Luke. And it's Luke chapter 1, 46 to 55. And I want to share with you a description that a great friend in ministry, Dr. Michael Beck, had about this scripture. We will be hearing from a pregnant teenager today who broke a 400-year silence by prophesying a sermon song. It was, not, it was a 900-year-old remix about God who valued the people who did not matter and a prince of peace who would bring a reckoning. This girl was carrying the hope of the world. Hear these words. And Mary said, I am bursting with good news. I am dancing the song of my Savior. God took one look at me, and look what happened. I am the most fortunate woman on earth. What God has done for me, we will never be forgotten. The God whose very name is holy, set apart from all others. His mercy flows in wave after wave on those who are in awe before him. He bared his arms and showed his strength and scattered the bluffing braggarts. He knocked tyrants off their high horses and pulled victims out of the mud. The starving poor sat down to a banquet and the callous rich were left out in the cold. He embraced his chosen child's Israel. He remembered and piled on the mercies and he piled them high. It's exactly what he promised beginning with Abraham and right up until now. Here ends the reading of God's holy word. Let us have ears to hear. So a couple things have been going through my head over the past few weeks, and I'm sharing with them on the front side of this, so you, when you get lost in my musings today, you remember where I'm coming from. I have found this time to be particularly reflective. And in that I have seen this waiting of Advent in like this new way. So the first thing that's been going in my head this week is the timelessness of this message. It, it's not just what is to come or what was, it is now. And we'll talk about the, the ways in which that, that is communicated to us. And then the other idea is that Mary as a strong visionary for change in our world. Sometimes we see Mary just in, in, in her demure demeanor and her blue scarf just sitting there patiently. But this prayer, this song of praise, this magnification of God is bold. And so I want to think about what that looks like. And then the other idea is how do we see ourselves in the story? If the message is timeless, if it is as true then as it is now and will be, then how does this work in our lives today? We begin finding Mary praising God. We hear her words as she ponders what is to come, but we know her plight. She is with child. She is unmarried. She is very young. And the implications of that in scriptural history would not have been something that I think I could have gone to praise. Would we really be singing God's praises if this is where we found ourselves? 
And here Mary is singing this amazing song that magnifies God. I wonder on those days where it seems like the struggle is real, that everywhere we turn there is struggle, there is there's resistance, there is one more thing, is the first thing that we do is fall to our knees to magnify God. Are we actually conditioned to say, yes, Lord, I'm here, use me as you will, and to respond with hope and joy and love? And this time that Mary finds herself in is a time of uncertainty, right? So now she's with child, she's young, she's betrothed to be married, and then there's a whole mess of what goes on with all of that. And so her future could be very uncertain, yet we hear her words, this praise to God, and how she is going to be used for the glory of God to bring on the child that would change the world. I imagine, though, that, or at least for me, I think we're living in uncertain times. Amen? Like, things have changed. Our lives are disrupted. Sometimes it's our daily lives. Sometimes it's emotional or financial or just socially we don't get out the way we used to. And so these disruptions have made us somewhat fearful. Sometimes they affect us emotionally in ways that we just, it's harder and harder to get out. The holidays are always times that as we grow up and experience loss and life changes and the world changes, that those happy, exciting days may not be, they're happy, they're exciting, but there's, there's an emotional piece that comes with loss and change that we forget. Some days I think that I wonder what tomorrow holds and, you know, I wonder if we find ourselves reflecting and waiting on the birth of Jesus, but getting caught up in the busy and the hurry and the things to do and wishing things were different and wishing that there was something more that I could do here or I had done this differently here or, or maybe we're just lonely and lost. And in the midst of all of that craziness and chaos that I can find myself in, I also remember how insignificant I am around me. There are so many people, there are so many people that are hurting, there are so many things that are happening. We see it. Mary did not focus on herself in these words, and she did not cry, woe is me. And here's the interesting thing that happens linguistically in this, is the tenses that we find ourselves in, this is English lesson. Um, the tenses we find ourselves in are really interesting because it's not a past or a present or a future. It just is. And that happens in Greek. And so that makes the story even more timeless. And we see how that scripture has been woven intricately into this tapestry to give us a message beyond the message. And Mary has shared this, this idea of praise of God that is timeless, which would also then mean that celebration is amazing, love coming to us, and birth Christ was and will be, and at the same time, just is. I do find that a little interesting now. Um, Emmanuel, God with us. God is with us. We know that God is with us. We know that what we are waiting for is we are waiting to celebrate the newness that comes in knowing that God is with us. But I've gotten a little ahead of myself because here's what happened before we get to these amazing words and this prayer and this, this glorification 
of God by Mary is an angel comes to Mary at this point in her life where she's betrothed to Joseph, they're getting married, she knows what her role in society is, and all is going according to plans, right? And so she may have thought that, like, I'm just normal, average, everyday Mary, and this is what's going to happen next, and hopefully we'll have children because I can then um, honor Joseph in that way, and we're devoted, we're going to go to to temple, and we're going to do what God calls us to do. We're going to raise our children in the same way. That's the plan. Until the angel comes, and the angel comes with this game-changing news that says to Mary, guess what? You are chosen. God is going to honor you. He's going to use you in a way that is just unbelievable. You are going to give birth to the child that is going to save the world. You're going to give birth to Jesus. I don't know about you, but I might be a little overwhelmed at this news. Because I've got my plan, right? And God's got another plan. And, you know, today as we hear this story and we start to think about what Mary was going through and what that news may have held for her and how she may have felt, the news that we're waiting for for this birth is also news to us and this, this idea of turmoil and this, this new birth and this renewal of what love with us means. We may not be birthing our Savior, but we are called to share and birth a story of love and hope in the world and to share that. Amen? So we wait. We wait for love to come down. And then just like Mary in, in this story, there's those days of just one more thing. Mary's response to the angel was, I am the Lord's servant. Let it be as you have said. I can tell you on those days where there was just the one more thing and I had this whole list of things to do, I don't think that has been my response. Not initially. And I'm not sure that my heart and my head would have let me go to that point if I had been married. There would have been so many spinnings of ideas and things and what do I do and emotions and my mind would have been just reeling and fear, distress, excitement. Because after all, there's a baby. And overwhelming humbleness, like why me? And then my, my natural response to this kind of craziness and stress in general is to run. I just want to run. I just need to get away from everything that is happening. But then what? I mean, think about Mary. She was in this moment. She was living faithfully, following God, open to his call, doing what she was called to do and then suddenly in an instance her life is turned upside down and in the timelessness of the message this is true for us today we are living faithfully we follow God we are open to his call and suddenly in an instant our lives can be flipped over and turned upside down so Mary did what Mary knew to do is she hurried to her cousin Elizabeth this was a place that I think that she found comfort, and she, Elizabeth was a trusted family member as well as a friend, and she was older than Mary. She could give wise counsel, and at the mere hearing of Mary's voice, Elizabeth affirmed Mary and what she had been told. 
The Holy Spirit had overcome Elizabeth and Elizabeth went on to tell Mary what was occurring within her as the angel had said. And then Mary gets to this point of glorifying God. It was at this point with this, this meeting with Elizabeth and the affirmation of what was to come that Mary begins to fall to her knees and glorify God and to give us this amazing prophetic word. Mary is strong. She is confident. She has this vision of what is to come. She describes the transformation of our world and a place where God's mercy is abound. God heals, he feeds the hungry, and those who suffer are comforted, and God is with us. The promises made to Abraham are fulfilled. So here's what I see in this message. If we are surprised by God's choice of Mary, or we are surprised at God's choice of us, because we are not significant enough to make an impact, we have forgotten how God works. Think about that. If we have forgotten how God works, God can do anything. And so then here's what I know. Jesus is sent as love come down, God in the flesh, Emmanuel, God with us, and Jesus is the good shepherd. He comes to greet us in great love and to protect and care for us as his people. And then we are reminded that in, in the call to follow Christ, we are sent to do the same, to love, protect, and care for God's people. We see when Mary and Elizabeth are together, they empower each other, and Mary is affirmed, and that glorification of God comes from her soul. It was in community. And in family, that Mary responded to God's favor with praise, obedience, and love. The, the power is in the community. During Advent, we wait. And we pray. And we wait to celebrate the birth of Jesus. We wait for that next birthday to, to celebrate the love that came down. But we're in the midst of God's love today. Because the message is timeless. Then and now we are living with the love of God with us. So I know that's a lot of pondering. And hopefully when you leave here you will ponder as well. Because the immenseness of the message of the season. The love of Christ. The love that God has for us is overwhelming. I found this prayer. And I would like to close with that and share this with you. So if you'll bow your heads with me. How silently, how silently the wondrous gift is given. I will be silent now. I will be silent now, Lord, and expectant. That I may receive the gift I need. So that I may become the gift that others need. Amen. And amen. We're going to join now together in song, I think.
as you go, let me invite you to actually stick around and, and stick with us because uh, our music department is going to do a, a wonderful service in 1030, very different than this service that we've shared in here. Go now in peace. Go now with the love of God putting a call onto your life. Go now into a wonderful week of worship and celebration and joy and may it be also be a week of giving and sharing and basking in the love of God. Amen and amen. Thank you.